Can Derek Lewis make a comeback? We're going to find out this Saturday night as he's set to take on Sergey Spivak. Also, breaking news just announced yesterday. You got Adesanya and Pereira set to rematch part two at UFC 287. So that begs the question, are you tired of all these UFC rematches? We'll get into these topics and more next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location. This is the community MMA with your host, Chris Cross. Dana White Privilege. Dana White Privilege. Dana, Dana, Dana White Privilege. What up, what up? This is your boy Chris Cross checking in. This is the Community MMA. So, a lot of things coming up on Devin. I'm not mistaken. I think we got like 10 weeks straight of UFC. Maybe there's a break in there that I miss at some point, but we got a the week off this week, right? But now we're heading into next Saturday, Derek Lewis for Sergey Spivak. And the prelims don't even begin until 10 p.m. Eastern, which is pretty freaking wild, if you ask me. The main card starts at 1 a.m. Even if you're on the West Coast, that's 10 o'clock at night. So that's like a pay-per-view event that we're uh, used to. But it'll cater more uh, to the West Coast. There's a car that's supposed to be in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, fact check me on this stuff. So, But if I'm not mistaken, it was supposed to be in Japan. But now it'll be in Vegas at the UFC's little center where they host things. Right? So can Derek Lewis make a comeback? That's one of the uh, topics of discussion. But first and foremost, are you tired? of UFC rematches. I mean, all these rematches, right? So now we got Adesanya versus Pereira. You got Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman. I mean, so it's just rematch after rematch. And if you're like me, and I use Hamza Chamaya, but if you're like me and you're a fan of anybody, I mean, Shavkat Rachmanov, guys that you think can uh, rise up and start beating people, much like a Yuri Prohaska or a Charles Oliveira have done. And... Imagine those guys, which had openings to a title, right? In terms of Oliveira, he got the vacant belt. In terms of Yuri, he moved up and got the fight Clover. So they got to take over the division. But imagine if you hold those two fighters back, like you're holding back Shavkat Rachmanov and Hamza Chemaev and whoever else you may be a fan of. It's just constant, constant rematches. And personally, I'm getting tired of it. But at the same, and, and then it's like the U. It makes you feel like the UFC doesn't think they have any other superstars uh, that should get opportunities. Well, look what happened when they gave the opportunity to Jamal Hill. He captured it. There's guys that can beat these champions. Maybe not Islam Mahacha or Volkanovski in the featherweight, but there's guys out there that can beat these champions. They just need to be given opportunities. And these rematches are bad for the sport. It's not that they can't happen. But they shouldn't happen immediately. Like someone else should get a title shot right now against both Leon Edwards and Alex Pereira, a.k.a. Stonehands, Poton. But at the same time, you got to give these guys rematches. Not rematches, but you got to give these other guys shots. And then 
if both the champion and in this case Adesanya, the challenger, both win, then we set up a rematch. But it shouldn't be automatic. It shouldn't be automatic. I don't care how long you were the champion. If you get finished, it shouldn't be a rematch. The only time there should be a rematch is when there's like a split decision or a very close decision, 48-47. Now people are interested in the rematch. Not so much when a guy gets finished. And I'm not going to come here and say that both Adesanya and Uzman can't recapture the belt because they could. And then if that happens, it'll make these rematches live on even longer. So if you, you know, the only way rematches are going away is if the uh, former champions keep losing. Well, Nunez won, right? Usman could very likely win. Adesanya could win. So, you know, it is what it is. And Adesanya can easily win if he puts the pressure on. You know, I mean, it's pretty much even. He's ahead, at least in significant strikes, until the flurry at the end. And then Padetta led 95-91. Or something like that. 89-95. But it's pretty close. In the numbers. When you look at it coming in, right? Activity favors Padetta. Both guys good takedown defense. Neither guy is really trying to get takedowns. So Adesanya has got to pick up the pace. Even if he's out of his comfort zone, he's got to pick up the pace. He's got to get his cardio even better. And he has great cardio. But he's got to be ready to land 150 to 200 uh, significant strikes in a fight to win. That's just what I'm telling you. That's just what it is. Now, we got a lot going on, especially via uh, the do list, right? So just taking a look at what's coming up. Of course, we know we got Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak this week. We're getting into those predictions in a moment. But you look at the do list, you got Islam Mahachev. Versus Alexander Volkanovsky, right? Two versus six. You got John Jones, number three, taking on number 20, Cyril Gaon. Then you got Adesanya, number 10. Still hanging in there because he could recapture the belt and he's still one of my dudes. And even though he's one of my dudes, I'm telling you, there shouldn't be a rematch. Keeping it real. Number 11, Shavkat uh, Rachmanov has a big fight against Jeff Neal. Uh, I think it's Jeff Neal anyway. Then you got Leon Edwards, obviously fighting Usman. He's number 12 on our dude list. Raul Rosas Jr. is back. You got Marlon Vera getting ready to fight Sanhagen. So you got about nine different guys at the top 20 that are all uh, set to fight, which is exciting, which is really exciting. Make no mistake about it. Now, as we move forward, we got to get into fight week this week. Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak, Da Unjung, Kevin Clark. Or Devin Clark, excuse me, set to go down in a co-main event. And a late start on this one again, 10 a.m. prelims, 1 a.m. main card. But let's get into uh, first the co-main event featuring Da Anjan. Check out this prediction. We'll be right back. In the light heavyweight division, your co-main event at UFC Fight Night. You got Da Anjan coming in at 15-3, taking on Devin Clark, who comes in at 13-7. and seven. So, you know, this card especially is not going to be easy with predictions. But here's the deal. Jung is 6'4", 4 inches taller than Devin Clark. He's got a 3-inch, actually a 4-inch reach advantage. Both guys stand right-handed. Significant strikes, a little bit of activity here, 4 per minute for Da'an Jung. Devin Clark is right near 3 per minute. So, you know, Jung has a little more activity. That's like 15 over the course of the fight if it goes to a decision. And both guys well over 2 takedowns over the course of 3 rounds. So there's going to be some takedowns. But probably not from Devin Clark. Because Jung, 
takedown defense. He did lose against Dustin Jacoby his last fight out, but he beat Sacheku and uh, William Knight. And William Knight's beat some people. So he's won two of the last three. A little momentum coming into this fight, but where he lost the last one, that could be a factor. Now, Devin Clark, on the other hand, has lost two of the last, or three of the last four, actually. And he has got a weak takedown defense at 55%. He's lost to Azamat Mirzakanov, Ian Kudalaba, and Anthony Smith, but he beat William Knight, just like his opponent, by third round KO. And as I flip back, it was Jung winning the fight by decision. So keep that in mind. You know, Devin Clark does have uh, the power to finish his opponent, but Jung is more precision work and good at getting decisions, you know, if he can't get the finish. So with that being said, I like Jung uh, to win the fight just because, again, more precision. He's going to land more significant strikes. He's likely to land more takedowns. He can control the fight, keep himself out of trouble. And as long as Clark, uh, much like Derek Lewis in the fight after this, as long as these guys don't get finishes, their opponent is going to win. So I like Jung to win this fight. Uh, in my opinion, move the 16-3, and three, likely by decision, where it's only three rounds. Light heavyweight division, UFC, fight night. What's up? This is your boy, Chris Cross. Thanks. All right, welcome back. Yeah, so we like him to get the job done. And it, it's just it, up and down this card, I'm going to tell you now as I'm doing... We'll start rolling out more predictions over the next few days. Trickle them out, you know? But as I'm getting the predictions done, a lot of fights in this card are very tough to predict. The Derek Lewis card and UFC 284. So we're 18-8 right now. But by the time we get to this fight, who knows what we'll be? Because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of tough fights uh, up and down this card to choose from. And this is one of them. Make no mistake about it. And it, it really could go either way. But Da Eun that's the guy. Hopefully pulls this thing out. Now, in the next fight, the main event, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. And that's why I say, can Derek Lewis make a comeback? That's going to be the question here in this fight. If he loses this, he's in severe uh, trouble of that happening. So can he get the job done? Here we go. In the heavyweight division at UFC Fight night, you got Derek Lewis taking on Sergey Spivak. This is your headliner at USC Fight Night. I mean, Spivak, 15 and 3. Lewis, 26 and 10. Uh, both guys are 6'3. Derek Lewis, one inch reach advantage. They're going to weigh, you know, roughly 10 pounds difference, where Derek Lewis is hovering around 265. Spivak, around 255. Now, Spivak has an advantage in activity, significant strikes per minute. He's outstriking him by like one per minute or 15 over the fight. And definitely has an advantage in takedowns where he lands well over one per round. Derrick Lewis, not great takedown defense at 55%. So as we dig a little bit further, Derrick Lewis has been struggling a little bit as of late. But he's had some good competition in tied to Avasa. Uh, Sergey Pavlovich, who is a rising fighter. And Cyril Gan all beat him in three of the last four. He did get a win over Chris Dawkins by first round KO. Now, Spivak, on the other hand, 70% takedown defense. He's won five of the last six against guys like Augusto Sakai, Greg Hardy. Where's Greg Hardy been? Alexi Olenek, Jared Vanderay, Carlos Felipe. But he did lose to Tom Aspinall by KO. And Tom Aspinall is a worthy uh, opponent. So this fight comes down to whether you think Derek Lewis is going to get the big finish or Sergey Spivak is going to break him down uh, 
over time. And I'll tell you, it could go either way. It's really taking a chance one way or the other because the Black Beast can land, uh, a.k.a. Derek Lewis can land the finish at any time. So it's always tough predicting against him. But I think Sergey Spivak is obviously the better fighter. More activity, more takedowns, weak takedown defense from Derek Lewis. So the odds tell me that they should be with Sergey Spivak to win this fight one way or the other. And that's my opinion as well and, and my prediction that he wins. Uh, probably not decision. Maybe he'll finish him at some point. But at worst, by decision, to move to 16-3. and three. Heavyweight division. UFC. Fight night. Yeah, so can Derek Lewis get the knockout? That's what this really comes down to. He's got to get the finish. And I'm here to say uh, that's not going to happen. So I think, you know, Derek Lewis goes down here. Now let's continue forward, jumping into uh, the Q&A. You got Kenneth Bruner saying, I can't believe this is where we are in 2023 with Hamza. The best fighter on planet Earth has no fight booked. I know. Panetta versus Izzy got announced. So the middleweight belt uh, is tied up. And so is the welterweight belt. It's tied up, man, until probably December. G Coffee 223 says Volk is going down whenever Islam wants. Yeah, I mean, I know. It's just he's shorter and lower to the ground and can defend takedown. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see that fight here in about a week and a, about two weeks now. Kenneth Bruner's back saying, Dana just announced that Pereira versus Izzy is official for the beginning of April. They just nailed, uh, or they just shut it down for a Hamza title uh, anytime soon. So Bruner's upset about that. I mean, uh, listen, I'm 100% with you too. Reem, keep it real raw. Says, he tapped, oh no. Talking about the uh, Charles Oliveira reaction <laughs> when he went down to Islam. Yeah, I was upset on that one. And then we got a little positivity in the house. Paris saying congratulations on episode 600. Yeah, I'm just crazy. We've been doing this for a while and learning more every day. Always more to learn. Kansas Claw says, keep the grind up, dude. Appreciate the content. And when I see these, I'm like, well, I'm not used to this. I'm used, I'm used to getting slammed for the predictions. You know, we could be 18 and 8, but we're going to take a, a much harder hit on the 8 that we lost. That's just how it, it works in this biz. You know. But we'll keep grinding forward. Make no mistake about it. Another solid episode here on the Community MMA. So, are you tired of all these UFC rematches? Hit me with a comment on that. And, uh, you know, what are they going to do to make changes? We got to get away. We got to get away from all these rematches. For now, it's your boy Chris Cross. I hope you have a great day and God bless. Peace.